0: Today's The Petri Podcast and How To Get Their podcast is with Lisa Johnson, who is a business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. Lisa can earn up to £200,000 for 10 hours of work. So Lisa, I I believe that's correct. Like the source was the sun there. So no,
1: Was that the sun newspaper? Yeah, it's gone up a bit from then, but we'll, we'll allow
0: it. Oh, well, no, okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> correct. Well, we, well, you can you can say the, the actual figure now if, if you would like to. Or, well, or it, you don't, it, you don't well, have
1: what to. The reason well, that they said that is because... I can do a course which will take me 10 hours of work, but I can get as many people as I want on that course for those 10 hours. So at the time I would get enough to make 200,000 out of a course, uh, but I just did a launch in October where we got 1.7 million for the same number of hours. So, you know, that kind of proves that with passive and semi-passive income through courses, there is no ceiling.
0: OK, brilliant. So that's that there's, there's that cleared up. And as a question, actually, I do want to ask you eventually, but I, I'm going to first of all, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate your time. Um, I guess, first of all, what I'd like to ask is, you know, as many people out there who are setting up businesses, um, especially with the, the modern economy now, more jobs going into AI and uh, interpersonal skills are more, more valued, really, because you can't replicate that through a, a computer or whatever. Um, yeah. How how do you get to where I know it's a very open question. How do you get to where you are right now, and what would your advice be? Because I know I know wom- w- helping women is a particular passion of yours as well. Um, yeah,
1: I think you have to have. But I think the the thing is to have the balance of both. I don't think you can scale to where I am just on just on your personal skills. Um, I think that gets you so far. And I think then you need the automation as well. But you, can't, you also can't do what a lot of people try and do and then rely completely on the automation because then that takes away the, the bit of you that is you, the bit of you that people like. You know, we hear all the time about this no like, trust factor. And that's very true. Like, people want to know, like, and trust you. They can't do that if everything is automated. So I think it's a bit of both. I think you can, you can put a lot of it on automation and we definitely do now but I'm still there connecting with my audience
0: on a daily basis. Okay. Okay. I, I'm reversing a bit more when, when you first decided to, to say, you know what, well, I, I want to break away. I want to do this. I want, I want to live the life I live. Cause you see so many of these, um, what, what, what can I call them? I don't know, but on you every time there's an advert on YouTube now I'm getting, I'm getting, you know, you know, join me, your life will be saved sort of talk, uh, yeah. you know, you know, join my course, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. What, well, how did you you know what was the inspiration behind you starting off where you did and and sort of saying you know what I've had enough of I want to live my own life doing my own thing because it's not obviously and and like you had the problems as well it's so hard sometimes to sort of get yourself off that sort of hamster wheel
1: yeah and and mine was forced I'm not sure I ever would have done so I was working in corporate Um, I had been a lawyer and I was now an investment banker And so I was working really long hours and then I unexpectedly got pregnant with twins. And so, you know, I did think I was just gonna go straight back to work and carry on my my nice little ladder. I didn't love what I did, but it was the route to be able to get enough money to live the life that I wanted. And so I carried on doing that. And then when I had the twins, five months after they were born, I went back to work, realized very quickly. Okay, they're not just going to slot into my life and do whatever I want. That's that's not going to happen. Um, I simply didn't see them. I went I came out of my house every morning at six o'clock to do the commute into London. And then I got back about eight to somewhere between eight and 10 p.m. They were in bed. So I didn't see them ever until the weekend. And I decided I didn't want to be that kind of parent and that I wanted a life that really did have freedom in it, that meant that I could spend a lot of time with them, but I knew that I still wanted to make a lot of money. Um, And so I was forced to do something different. And the thing that I decided to do was take a job near my house as a PA. So to, to slash my salary by a fifth, just so that I could work. I was a single parent at the time. So just so that I could work and see them at the same time. So I did that, got into a load of debt in that first year, And then decided to start a business. But the first business that I started was in the wedding industry. And then um, it was only once I'd made that business a success that people started asking me, can you help me with my business? And that's how the coaching came along. And even even now, I should never have called myself a coach. I kind of fell into that. Um, I'm not a coach in any way. I don't tell people to find the answers in themselves. I'm a strategist. I tell people do this, 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 and this, and it will give you this um but yeah the, it's people the, the whole coaching term I think has been blended to me in any kind of advice and I'm not sure that's exactly what I am still
0: would you say though that it, the coaching thing is sort of fair because I guess you do help people live their best life um is, or, or, or would you say you really just you put strategies in place for people to do what they could have already done if they had that information
1: yeah, I, the second one, I don't think that I get anything out of people that they don't already have inside them. I don't think I coach them to do it as in, you know, I've, I've had coaches who say to me, well, what, what do you think you should do? Like, I'll never ask anybody what they think they should do. I'll just tell them what to do, <laughs> because I think that is a waste <laughs> of time waiting for someone to come up with what they think they should do. Just tell people what they can do so they can go and get the results that you've got
0: okay okay and and also going back on that on that wedding business that you that you started off so it's sort of you naturally fell into that business coach role um how how did you how did you realize that oh wow people were willing to pay money for for you know for for basically your advice and just giving them a bit bit of guidance because you said it sort of naturally happened it wasn't like say Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm qualified to become a personal trainer right now and it, it, it wouldn't be the same as me reaching out, hey i can you know, I can make you fitter as such, you know, it's, it's more, they, you said they were coming to you sort of just, because obviously I'm guessing they were seeing how were well seeing you were doing.
1: What I'd done, yeah. And it was just organic. So first it was just people in the wedding industry going, how have you made this work so quickly? Um, and I was the kind of person that was reading every business book, was going to every webinar, you know, I was always a very early investor in myself. So I was paying for courses and coaching and all sorts of things. And so I then started telling them what to do and found that I had, a knack for explaining business in an uncomplicated way, because business it's, business isn't complicated. People make business complicated. Um, and so I'd tell them, we'll just do this, this and this and tweak this and see what that does. And they started getting really great results. And so then other people who would hear about me who were not in the wedding industry and say, well, do you think you can do that with me? So I was just doing it for free and people were getting results. And so then I was like, hmm. so about three and a half, maybe nearly four years now, um, I thought well you know this this wedding business is all well and good but it's not really giving me that life that I would have designed for myself I was not travelling around the world with my children I was not seeing my children every weekend because I'd spend the whole summer doing weddings and so I thought maybe this is the change that I'm looking for so I set up Lisa Johnson coaching and you know this time it didn't take very long at all because of what I'd learned in about business in the wedding industry very quickly i made six figures and, and you know by the end of the first year i made two hundred twenty thousand, and i could tell that this was something that i was better at than weddings
0: <laughs> okay well so it's really interesting isn't it how sometimes you i'm guessing you went into the wedding industry thinking that's where you were going to stay or, or be and then it's sort yeah. of yeah you know, i guess it's the way life is sometimes you saw and an, one opportunity opens into another one
1: mm, and i think a lot of the time what we do is we fall into things so we don't really plan it So I didn't, if I'd have actually planned it, I would have said, right, Lisa, what kind of life would you like? (laughs) I'd like a life where I don't have to work weekends and I can travel during the summer. And then I got myself into a business where there was no way that could ever happen. And even with the coaching business, I wish I'd have asked myself the same question. What life do you want? Choose a business model that suits it. Because I didn't that first year, you know, yeah, I was making all the money. Brilliant. But I was absolutely shattered, burning out completely, not spending any time with my kids because people were like, can I pay you to work with you? And I was like, I have no other hours in the day. <laughs> and so I'd given myself this business that actually didn't fit what I wanted at all. And that's when passive income came in and I started looking at different business models and different ways of doing things. And yeah, that's when everything completely changed for me and blew up.
0: So that, that's something I'd like to ask you on because my, my, my mother's a counsellor and you know, I see her working really hard um, and she has developed a business on her own and I really respect her for it. You know, she's a single mum with me growing up and stuff and, you know, really, really respect her developing her own business. But, you know, I can see that, you know, it's, it's, you know, she's earning enough to live and everything, but it's, it's the sense of, as you were saying there, it can just get exhausting because you're, you're, and I'm probably going to start doing it as well with my personal training business. There's it, only so much of you. So, yeah. you, you know, once that, runs out and you know you're probably going to be working harder than you know that you definitely probably are than you would be in a normal job but you don't mind that i guess because it's you know your passion blah 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 but it's like without giving away all your secrets here because i know this is your that's your actual business so i don't don't, you know i don't expect you to delay oh no
1: i'm i am one of those people that will just tell you everything oh okay are sure even on the podcast okay yeah i do that all the time it's absolutely fine because i believe that it doesn't matter if you tell people the how, I know people say, you know, tell people the why and the what and don't tell them the how I don't believe that for a second. Okay. Even if you tell them the how and tell them exactly what to do, they still are going to need you at some point. So just tell them the how so they can go and do as much as they can.
0: Yeah. Okay. 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 So I'm, I'm now going to ask then. <laughs> so, so what would your advice be then to my, I guess potentially me, but it's more, I guess my, my, my mother now who, you know, wants to, you know I, I guess you did it in a sense you, you you got into that passive income range and and I know you I know I was reading it on your website and you were saying that now you do you will still do one-on-one clients because I guess you, you probably enjoy you know, certain projects and you you choose which ones you want to get involved in but it's more out of choice and enjoyment now so how how did you actually transition that into I guess I guess your passive income in a sense of oh go to sleep wake up you've got more money and you know and yeah. that sort of thing
1: So the first thing I did was look at all the different types of passive income stream. I knew I didn't want to trade time for money anymore. That was my one thing. Like I will no longer trade time for money. So like we take you, you help someone with personal training, you get paid for it. You help someone else, you get paid for it. So at some point you have to say, well, that's never going to work long term. (laughs) So then I looked at all these different options. There were things like drop shipping, affiliate marketing, um, stocks, bonds, you know, comparison sites. And then I found courses, memberships group programs, workshops, and suddenly realized that actually all I needed to do is go from one-to-one to to -to one-to-many. And with a one-to-many business model, there's no income ceiling and you can work a hell of a lot less. So I started kind of adding in these income streams. So if you take like the end of my year one, I was working somewhere between 60 and 80 hours every single week, and I was earning 220,000. I started adding these income streams in. By the end of year two, I was working 30 hours a month and I was making well over a million. And, okay. you know, I'm now in year three and we're making three million a year and I'm not working any more time than I was before. And I think that there are, there are five things you really need to do. Like I've trademarked a system called the cash system. And because I realized that I was just doing the same thing over and over again. And when I was teaching my clients, I was telling them to do the same thing over and over again to make passive income. So it starts with the C in this, this system is called the cash system. And in the C, it means client. So the first thing you've got to think of is who is your client for your passive income product, which might be very different to your client for a normal product. So if we think about you being a personal trainer, you would go. The first thing you would think is can I teach people to do something DIY for themselves that I already, they can't afford to pay me for? So in other words, can you put a program together for them to do their own personal training themselves without you being a part of it because that would cost too much? So let's say you did that, you could do a course in that. The second thing would be, if you don't wanna do that, can I teach someone to be me? So can you teach other people to become personal trainers? Or get business as a personal trainer would be your second choice if you don't want to do anything to do with the job that you're doing at the moment or the business you're doing at the moment that's also an option so you could go what other jobs have i had in the past that i could help entrepreneurs with right now so if you've worked in pr a call center you know about customer service more than the average person if you work in a call center um you know if you've worked in advertising websites There's so many things that now that we're in this entrepreneurial gold rush with more entrepreneurs than ever before having started in this year, um, what can you teach them? You know, you're already a few steps ahead of where somebody is all the time. So bring that in. And if you really don't want to do it about any jobs that you've ever done before, then you look to hobbies. So, you know, maybe you like the theatre. One of my clients liked the theatre. So she started a theatre membership, Uh, fitness, parenting, dating, sex memberships on all sorts of things out there and you can just choose one of those and start one as long as there is something that you like that other people also like that means there's a membership in it so first work out instead of working out do I want a membership you know do I want a course do I want a group program say who do I want to help who is this client once you know that you can go on to the next step which is a grow an audience of those people that you just worked out you wanted to serve grow that audience online, probably using a funnel, but there are lots of different ways um, and put them in one place so that you can nurture them. I like Facebook groups, some people like a list, you know, all sorts of places, Instagram, yep. and, and nurture your audience there until they're ready to buy. Then the first S in the cash system, work out your system and structures. What are you gonna deliver your course or membership on? So for me, I like video. So I'm likely to do you know videos every month or every week or even just package them up and put them on a website for people to buy to make it completely passive. But just decide how you want to work. It may be that you don't want to do a video, you want to do workbooks or cheat sheets or audio or however, then work out where you're going to put them. The tech is no longer one of these things where, oh, I don't like the tech. You know, tech has become easier. There are these front facing systems like and Kiffic Teachable that we can use. Yeah. The next S is selling so it this means launching so online when you have an online business you have to launch properly so that normally takes between six and twelve weeks the thing that most people get wrong is they don't launch well they just go out there they say to their audience i've got this course do you want it (laughs) nothing happens because they don't realize that you know there's more to it these days we got really savvy clients and so we should have so you know launch really well And then the H in this cash system is keeping your clients happy because the first time you do any kind of passive income, it's hard work, you're growing an audience, you're writing this course, you're, you know, you're sorting out this membership, you're doing all the things, you're marketing it, you're writing emails, you're launching. The second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth time you put that exact same product out, you're not doing anything. Yeah, maybe delivering it live once a week, the rest is already done for you. So to get to that point, where it becomes really passive, you need clients that you've already got results for to sell it for you. Okay, To shout about the results they got. This is why I didn't spend a single penny on Facebook ads, until I'd already got a million pounds. Because my clients did it for me. You know, they were telling everybody else all the results they got. And that's what you want to get to. So make sure whatever it is you're doing, you can actually get them the result. And that's it. If you follow those five steps, you will always be able to make passive income. And with whatever you do, you can do it in loads of different things. I have clients that just add in a different one every now and again to, and follow the same path and make another revenue stream. We just did it with a mastermind. And within one month from thinking of the concept to getting people on board made half a million. Yeah. You can just keep doing, it's kind of a rinse and repeat thing.
0: Okay. So it's, you, you, by oh, awesome to, to hear all that Lisa, but so it's, so when you say rinse and repeat, it, it's all, obviously I'm, I'm guessing that when you, when you deliver another membership or, or program, there'll obviously be a different one and you'll market it in a different way. But in, in the essence of what you're doing, it, it is the same thing. And, and, and What would you say to listeners and people who, you know, Obviously, it's, it's so much more fearful than you act, than it actually is when you go and do it. So what's, what's that advice you'd give to, you know, to, to anyone on, on, on wanting to do that transition from one to one work who's just, you know, knackered and, and, and wants to eventually get to that stage of, you know, what's, what's the first thing they should do to, to do the transition apart from get you as a coach?
1: well well, half. i don't really do one-to-one at all
0: anymore so you want to be okay well well, that's useless anyway then (laughs) we'll we'll get one of your programs i guess
1: yeah i think the first thing they need to do is just work out who they want to help because at the same time as doing their one-to-one so let's say you just decided to carry on doing your one-to-one you can grow an audience of people ready to sell a program to very easily while you're doing your one-to-ones it doesn't have to take more time you know it's you may need to do one live a week and a few social media posts to just keep this growing it can easily take this isn't a get rich quick scheme it can easily take six months to a year to grow an audience that's ready to buy from you so you may as well start growing as soon as possible so that when you're ready to you know get out there and do one-to-many and and drop your one-to-ones down a little bit you have an audience that's ready to buy
0: okay okay and and on the sort of uh programs say for me now personal training what, what sort of programs or membership schemes you know w- with the knowledge you've got i guess on the fitness industry would you would you recommend that w- would be a good idea because at the same time I, w- I don't think personally i wouldn't want to sell a sort of hey four weeks you're gonna have a six pack etc etc no. you know that's not that's probably not not my style There are a lot of people do that because people will pay the money for it but you have uh, integrity
1: so stick with your integrity
0: exactly that's i'm more a fan of that and i think i think for me personally fitness and health is a long-term thing anyway but yeah. what, what would be your advice on memberships and sort of programs to make for them I, i'm guessing i should just make something that i feel you know i guess aligns with my values in, in yeah, what
1: but, but also you don't even have to choose this because once you grow an audience they're going to tell you exactly what they want
0: oh okay so, so a, a, a lot of it for you is, is about listening to to the audience as well not not just yeah. Okay. but okay. in
1: reality i mean i have lots and lots of clients in the in the fitness arena and what most people want is ongoing support and that's why a membership works better okay. than a course because it's like keeping people on track okay. so it's like you being a personal you know how when you're a personal trainer you're like pet talking all the time aren't you like to get people to get to that next level to get to that next stage there's no reason you can't do that to 500 people at the same time as one like joe Wicks started out as a one-to-one he now has one of the biggest memberships in the world
0: yes He's amazing not
1: anything differently than what i just said he grew an audience online asked them what they wanted sold them what they wanted put it online kept them happy so that more people will buy
0: okay 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 and and that and that um so I, I know I know what's involved in, in a course. You know, I could sell them. Hey, do this for six months. You'll look this way. These are my nutritional tips. But when you say the membership, would that would that be a monthly? You know, would I? Pay, how much would you be paying monthly for the membership? And I'm guessing is it a sort of thing where you pay a certain a certain amount, a lower amount, I guess? But then obviously, if you add everyone together, then it brings it's it all volume. volume.
1: So okay. When you when you think about memberships, it's low price, high volume. So it's basically putting all of their money together to make one really great product so in a membership that could mean i mean i i have a membership called the get shit done society and it's for <laughs> like female it. entrepreneurs and that membership i'm only in that membership for maybe half an hour to an hour a week um, the rest of it is guests that i bring in to train them on lots of different things about business like once a month and yeah. then a community now people come into a membership for a solution to a problem let's say if you had one it would be to get get fitter get healthier but they would stay in there because of the community, because they would make friends in there and they would support each other. So it's about both. It has to be about the community as well as the training or anything else, the support that you're giving them. So you could do something where once a week you did a motivational talk for them, like on Monday to make okay. sure that they're in the right space. And then you could maybe do Another thing once a month where you teach them about nutrition or some other part of health and wellness, or you get people in to do that. So memberships are about an ongoing support function rather than, you know, a transformation of you start here, you get there.
0: Okay. But, but you would still, but you still, you still sell and, and you still recommend people do sell those sort of programs as well as another revenue stream, passive income or not. Um, Yeah. I make 400 to
1: 500,000 pounds a year from, being in my membership for half an hour a week
0: okay well that's outstanding that's absolutely outstanding so so, so you so what's the best revenue stream for you is it, is it the membership or is it the is it the programs
1: mine's my program. so i have a, a it's not really a course it's more of a program because i teach it live over 12 weeks okay um but that program makes me well the last time we did it made me 1.7 million
0: okay in, okay in a
1: week so okay. You know that's just about growing my audience more and so more people will come in it's just scalable so we're looking at doing another launch of that in june and hoping to get you know two to two and a half million so it can just keep scaling up but you know i, I talked earlier about my um one of my clients that has a membership in theater yeah. she made six hundred thousand pounds in a year from that one
0: membership. okay over from the membership okay from the membership side. that's that's absolutely amazing so Yeah, obviously you can't talk about too much about our stuff, I guess, unless unless you would be comfortable with it. But how how did that process even? Because obviously theatre, I would say theatre is harder than what I'm doing. I would I would say, you know, to get revenue straight away because. I can get revenue reasonably quickly through clients and then word of mouth, etc., etc. But then scaling, you know, I guess. Yeah, so
1: that's not how it works with memberships. Memberships. Yeah. You can get 10 or 20 people in a membership in which case you may as well do a course because you can charge more for it. Yeah. Membership when you're leaving money on the table because people can't afford all your other things. So then you can just okay. mop up that money into a membership. So if you think about, you know, um my client, she had a big, she started a Facebook group where they would talk about, different aspects of the theatre so once that free group she had a group and an email list once that got big enough she said okay so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring you into this membership we're going to have West End stars coming in to talk to you once a month about things we're going to discuss certain things about the membership and also I'm going to try and get you like deals on tickets
0: okay Okay. and
1: sell them to you that way so it grows you start with one thing and it grows and grows and grows and that's how she made her 200,000
0: Oh, okay. And then, and then, I'm you know, obviously I'm guessing some getting guests on and stuff costs, but then I guess overall with the revenue you're making anyway, it's, it's a little, it's a little price to pay for the overall yeah. revenue. Doesn't you're making. Have to
1: cost. So in my, <laughs> membership, okay. uh, I don't pay anyone in my membership to come in. They want to come in because at the end of doing their talks, they're going to tell people about what they do. And they're very likely to make money from my audience.
0: So yeah, that's exact. So your your platform is the selling point, you know. But okay, okay. So I guess starting off though, you know, for you know that yeah, people don't have, have, the, have. Yeah, yeah. People. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was about, okay, yeah, okay. I was about, about to ask that. Um, or you get
1: your friends in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I've got I I've got, I've got a friend who plays rugby for England. So like, you just oh, you know. And, uh, come in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Just come in for you know. I'll pay you eventually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I Just. How's it looking, by the way? Because I know I've realised it's already been like nearly half an hour. Still free? I,
1: no, no one's come in yet. Okay, you'll so, know. You'll know when they do. I, I, well,
0: yeah, I'll just hear a huge. Okay, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to because I remember when I heard you on Times Radio, you were talking about how I think you was in some Facebook groups or something, and you were just saying about how much revenue you're making, how you want to help people, which is a very admirable, admirable, nice thing to do. And apparently, I don't think some some men reacted very well. Was that? Was that? Am I wrong saying men? or Was it people in general?
1: It was actually women in this case. Oh, it wasn't yeah, it got okay. kicked out. Um, yeah, there's. A, I think it's. There's a whole thing, especially in the UK, about talking about money. People don't love it when you talk about money. We've been told as we're growing up, you know, money's all this ridiculous amount of stuff. and It's no wonder we're not very good at making any because we've been told that it's a a taboo thing. Whereas I'm a big believer in just getting rid of that and talking about money openly. So I talk very openly on a daily basis about how much I make. I I show people bank statements online, like my Stripe accounts, because I believe that if Like when I was growing up, I was, I grew up in poverty. I was in a council estate and I didn't know anyone making money. And so there was nothing for me to look at and think, well, I can do that too. So only when I started seeing people talking about it online, who were a bit like me, you know, they didn't come from money that I thought, well, if they can, I can too. So I'm going to continue to talk about it, show people what is possible. And um, we really need to get over this ridiculousness. was in the uh the mail and the metro last week talking about this um that when you talk about money especially now during a pandemic when you say this is what i've done this is how well it's going people don't like it they don't want you to talk about how well it's going um when it shouldn't be like that it should be that you can talk about how well it's going i'll be out in about two minutes okay Mm -hmm. two minutes give me two minutes um, <laughs> um yeah and I, I just think it's really important that people realize that it's you know the people that are making the money they're the ones paying for the furlough they're the ones paying the taxes they're the ones paying for people that can't work right now yep. so rather than we seem to have this whole thing about putting people down their money we shouldn't be thinking like that we should be learning from them
0: so the- so I, I can tell you, you need to go reasonably soon. I'm, I, I'd, I'd like to end on that sort of thing, and you know, happily go as long as you can here. But what's your advice? Because I'm 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 22, you know, and I'm, I'm sort of just starting out and stuff, and and, and no one really teaches you these skills and, and the way you talk. And I've always thought you can be a good person, be an admirable, respectful human being, uh, and have and have lots of money. It doesn't have to be either or. You know, that's yeah. a, that's my individual opinion. I've made. You know, I've, I think I've grown up in American culture as well, so that might have helped. helped it definitely helps because they just don't they don't stigmatize it as much no. um so what's your advice i guess for people like me but also in general people and who you know who i guess who want to, to make something themselves but also it just makes your life a lot easier if you you know it's a good thing for everyone if everyone's earning money so you know and, and i guess you obviously want people to do it in something they enjoy as well as preferable isn't it so what's your like, sort of leaving advice for people on on, on how to do that and, and would you say starting off sometimes having obviously starting off with a client base is not always terrible but obviously some obviously long term it's not you know it's probably not sustainable because as you know there's only one of you
1: no but it's okay to start that way you yeah. start with where you are you start with what you've got and you scale it from there but knowing that even if you don't know many people who have made lots of money in what you do go find them go seek them out and, and be around them because we are the sum of the five people we're around the most so, you okay. know, when I knew I wanted to, to earn seven figures, I made sure I hung out with people that already were to normalize it for me. Okay. Whereas, you know, if I was hanging out with people that were consistently talking about how they didn't have any money, it was going to be very hard for me to get there because it's all in the mindset. It's all what your subconscious believes at the end of the day.
0: Okay, so you say it's as much mindset as, as it is the actual knowledge and skills. Because I was about to say, everyone's got the internet today. Everyone can Google how to do it can't they but so not it, everyone
1: believes they can
0: okay 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 so okay so what happened okay.
1: limiting beliefs around what we can and can't do that are usually put into us by when we're growing up you know i didn't think i could people like me i had in my head people from where i come from don't make six figures okay you know people from a background with no gcses or a levels or anything like that don't make a million that was what was in my head, but if you keep telling yourself those things, that's exactly what will happen. I had to turn that around, reframe everything, and go. Well, there are people out there somewhere that have have made multi millions, and so I'm going to.
0: Okay, brilliant. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. So, so it's about. Okay. So it's not even just the skills and knowledge; it's about the sort of self belief and dragging yourself out of the, the situation, basically.
1: Yeah, it's, and you don't even have to drag. It, it's not even that difficult. Well, sorry, I, I, I
0: was probably over. I was probably getting, being over dramatic. Yeah,
1: it's, it's it's more about having a belief in something, having a passion in that thing. So I'm like proper passionate about people realizing that it doesn't matter where they come from. It matters where they go. Okay. Um, So like really believing that they can do it and then getting out there and sharing that passion with others. Um, You know, you're passionate about health. You're passionate about that kind of thing. You need to, to start a movement around that and like help other people to realize that it's possible for them to become healthier, whoever they are that's what's going to make you the money profit follows passion
0: okay not the other one. awesome okay i know you need to go lisa so thank you really much I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna end the interview here and then quickly talk to you very soon off the uh, off the podcast but if you want to let people know where they can find you and stuff
1: um yeah well if you want to see if you're ready to make passive income i have a free quiz for you um it's thecashcalculator.com simple as that go on to thecashcalculator.com five minute quiz it will tell you exactly what you need to do next
0: that's on Lisa Coaching. Uh, Lisa, Lisa John, uh, li- Brilliant. <laughs> okay. There you go. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Uh, thank you very much, Lisa, for coming on. Uh, it's been the Petri podcast, how to get their podcast. I hope everyone's found that really useful. I know I have. Uh, and thank you for listening.